Hey, this is Christopher Radiant Fire Radio. I am your host for today, featuring my wife, Catherine Gore. She's done a series titled The War on Gender. This is going to be part seven. This is episode 21 of Daughters of the King. And guess what the topic is? The father of gender ideology. These are some things that you really need to understand so that you know what you're fighting against. And without further delay, listen to part seven of The War on Gender. Hey everybody, welcome back to Daughters of the King. I'm Catherine Gore. Thank you for joining me tonight. Tonight I want to talk to you about um, the father of gender ideology. Um, You all know that I have started a series on the war on gender and um, I've told you before that In the beginning, I wanted to build a foundation, a biblical foundation on what the perfect will of God is for humanity. And I've spoken to you and told you that God hasn't changed his mind just because man does not want to live in the ways that God foreordained. So um, tonight is going to be where you will learn about Um, the person that kind of pushed the removal of gender um, to fit his own theories based off of his own studies. And um, it's just some of the craziest things that I have ever heard. I couldn't even put it all into this article that I wrote, but I'm going to read an article to you so you can understand who is the father of gender ideology. So when growing up, oh, look at that. (laughs) Both of my screens went off. Mm. So when growing up, um, I remember people saying, so what is the sex of the baby? You know, what did she have? Did she have a boy or a girl? And, you know, the sex is another word for gender, boy or girl. This used to matter in our culture, right? Um, we would prepare to get the baby ready to come home based off of the gender that was revealed to us, um, in the early stages or mid stages of the pregnancy, right? So we would get prepared based off the, the, the sex of the baby, Now, people were excited to know about the sex of the baby. And you would see little things like in the um, stores that the cute little clothes, the pink, white, the little lace, the blue for the boys, the, the pretty red and yellow, all that stuff that was just so cute for newborn babies. And you would just get super excited because for one, you have a direction of what to go towards or in because you know what you're having, right? But then society changed. And I I get it because it started to be where babies started to be born with handicaps and complications and things like that, where people shifted their mind off of the sex of the child to just wanting to have a healthy child. I get that to a certain point. So here's where the neutral colors came into play. You know, they just, the parents would just sit back and they wanted to either surprise their partner, their their husband and 
um, or the family, or they just wanted to be surprised themselves. And they would be like, we're, we're going to find out when the baby comes. And it was a very exciting moment because they had not a clue. They just wanted to go ahead and just have a healthy baby. So um, I get that to a certain point, but in today's world, in today's world, gender no longer plays a role. I'm going to say this for maybe 15% of the population, but it's growing. And this is the reason why I want to put it out here. Um, Parents are writing them babies. And I think I spoke to you all about this before. Um, You know, the pronouns are them and they. Um, You can't no longer say he or she. You have to figure out what's comfortable for people's pronouns. I don't... Oh, y'all, I get myself in trouble. And I'm not trying to be smart. Um, I'm 43 years old. And all I know is boy, girl. That's the right way to do it. And if you look like a girl... Sincerely, I'm going to say, excuse me, ma'am, to get your attention if I don't know you or excuse me, sir, if I need help. If you look like a boy, I'm not trying to disrespect you. I'm just trying to get your attention because I need a question to be answered. And that has backfired a couple times on me, but I don't realize it until that awkward moment comes and you're like, oh, Was that really a girl? Was that really a boy? But then you you stop and you're like, man, I don't know what to do. I don't know what else to say because, you know, I'm assuming that in today's world, it probably is better to say, excuse me, versus excuse me, ma'am, excuse me, sir. But um, it doesn't for me, it doesn't always come out like that. So this this type of thing can get people in trouble. Um, but going back to the them babies, they have started something um, to the effect that they are going to allow for the child to choose what they want to be as they grow older. I heard a story about a month and a half ago about a woman. Um, and I want to say she was on um, Dr. Phil, which I don't normally listen to, but because I was doing research on gender, um, it just so so happened I had to, to watch it. But this particular lady, um, she basically said that she uh wrote them baby on her birth on the baby's birth certificate at this point i don't even remember if she's a boy or girl for real for real but um because i don't think the the person really wanted to identify the baby in that way i think that she was thinking it was going to be totally disrespectful to the child to even speak boy or girl over the baby because who is the parent to say that you are a boy, you are a girl, 
So this mindset has gone way out there. And you have parents, both women and men, basically saying, um, I'm going to let uh, so-and-so choose what they want to uh you know, follow. And basically what they're saying is they're going to watch their child. And if they're drawn to Barbie dolls, that's what they're going to, they're going to eventually assume, but they're not going to, they're still going to wait. You know, they're going to start like implementing little things. It's kind of like a baby experiment, which is the craziest thing. Cause we're going to talk about experiments tonight, but it's almost like you have a thing, a life. And you're going to sit back and you're going to watch this life grow and you're not going to allow for nobody to put any title on that baby or that life. You're just going to sit back and you're going to just watch what direction to take. There's no training about who you are called to be as far as far as a boy or a girl. They're going to allow for that child out of ignorance to choose which direction to take. And it's all because they want their that child to be a, a health, have a mental state to be able to be so comfortable with themselves that they should be so free to just live life. It made me think about the scripture that it says in the last days, the, the children are going to hate their parent. And they're going to um, abuse their 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 parents, so to speak. And this is the craziest thing. I've never heard anything like this in my life. Um, doing this study on gender, it is so much. I think I shared with you all that it's layer after layer after layer, story after story after story about what people think about gender. And it gets so tangled where you become like, where, where do I start? So tonight, this is what I want to talk to you about the father of gender ideology. So let's, let's go. Okay. Cause I, I wanted, I had to ask my question, a question, myself, a question. How did we get here? You know, how, how did this take place? John Money may play a role in this john william money all right now scriptures tells us in genesis 1 27 god created man in his image both male and female he created them john money sees it differently mr money was a new zealand uh psychologist sex a uh, sex Sexologist, I cannot say that. I'm so sorry, but y'all understand what I'm saying, right? And author known for his research into sexual identity and biologic, uh, bio biology, sorry, of gender. His beliefs were totally different from what we know to be normal. When you start to do research on Mr. John, William Money, your mind goes whoosh, whoosh. like it's just like your mind is blown because the the theories 
the thoughts are just out of this world and it's like how how could you have come up with this type of stuff it's so much I couldn't put it in this article but um his beliefs one of his beliefs were promoting that gender is a learned behavior and it really shouldn't be considered at birth so jeez I just can't even wrap that my mind is just how is it a learned behavior okay so um his studies and how he viewed the human body was so far-fetched that in 1997 academic study criticized his work in many respects respects especially dealing with the experiment of the child David Reimer um this is a sad story and I, I, I hope that I can share it with you in a way where you will understand. But basically, a couple, a man and a woman, had two twin boys. Um, something happened where they had concerned about um, the boys and their foreskin. Okay in their personal area. So they decided that they needed to be circumcised. I guess they didn't get circumcised at birth, but around the seven month period, they got circumcised. One of the boys, they, whoever doctor they took these boys to, they wanted to do something new and not circumcise the boys like you normally would. They actually wanted to burn their skin to have it come back. I don't even understand the procedure. All I know is one worked, meaning it went well for one little boy and for the other little boy, which is David, um, who was born as Bruce. I know y'all. Um, he severely got damaged in his personal area um i want to say the majority of his private area got burnt off really unfortunate so the parents didn't know what to do um they ran across well they got counsel um and remind you this is where the, the little boy was seven months the boys were twins seven months they got counsel from someone who knew of John Money and they were thinking, oh, well, maybe this is the life that we can put Bruce, who is David, in. We can go ahead and put Bruce in what you would call transgender. This is in the beginning stages of, of being a transgender um so they decided to push little dolls and and put dresses on Bruce um but Bruce did not 
necessarily conform as a true girl. He was still drawn to boyish things and he didn't feel comfortable. He was out of place um, and he struggled throughout his younger teenage years. So um, in all of that, John Money was the person who did the surgery um, they, he, they actually, he actually did some type of surgery to make it seem like she was a, he was a female. Um, somehow he grew breasts, somehow something else took place, but they did not foresee his hormones was growing like a, like a boy. The hormones are very excessive and they didn't foresee that taking place. So he was struggling as a child not understanding why he liked to be drawn to boyish things because he didn't know that he was a, a boy. They pushed him off as a girl in hopes that he would do better in life. So um, this doctor, doctor uh, or this psychologist, um, excuse me, he watched over and he overseed the case as an experiment for for these boys, for this family. And some of the stuff that he did behind closed doors, the parents were not aware of it. And it made the boys be extremely uncomfortable. Really, David, um, David was transformed. I said David and Bruce because he was born as Bruce, right? Somehow they changed his name to Brenda. But then when David got the truth that he was a boy, I believe he then changed his name to David. So that's why all three of these names are in play. And this is crazy because you wonder, well, what identity should I identify with? You know, a lot of people don't understand that um, nicknames give you a different personality. I think I've shared this with you before. Um, everybody knows me as Cat, okay? But Cat is a different person than the true Catherine that God created. So, you know, your nicknames play a role. It gives you a sense of identity. So all these three different names that this one person had because of a tragedy and their parents thinking that they did the right thing, it just all fell apart. And so what happened was I'm going back to the name David. No, let's say this, Brenda. Brenda came home one day from one of John's um, appointments. And Brenda is the one that was that was supposed to be transformed into a girl. Um, he said, she said, he, I don't know what you want to call him. I'm going to say him because that's who he really is. Um, he said to his mom that he did not want to see John anymore because at this point, the things that John was experimenting behind closed doors on the boys were just, it was just too much for David. David was identifying as David, Brenda, Bruce was identifying as a female. And some of the things that um, John made his brother do to David Bruce, who was the other, Brenda, um, it just really messed him up. And I understand it. It's just, it's, it's too much to talk about here live to you, but you all can look this story up. 
So, um, make a long story short, um, the ex part of the experiment was having the twin boys uh, do sexual acts on each other. Um, and it just was wrong because I think he was trying to prove that you gender is a taught behavior which is the craziest thing this man is just crazy so make a long story short this messed up um the boys so david came home and said he no longer wanted to to see this guy which made the parents um change their minds and force they were forced to uh tell the twin boys the truth the truth was that um brenda david bruce um, was a was a boy and she was made to be a girl after this big incident happened and it messed the other brother up in a way where he was like my sister's a boy and probably given the fact that he had did what he had did behind closed doors probably messed him up to understand that his brother is a boy messed him up to understand that everybody knew except for them to messed him up you know just you never know what goes on in a person's mind so this brother disconnected himself from the other brother and he went on to live his life but he was still so messed up that he ended up committing suicide at the age of of mm, 35 or so 35 36 um, and then, you know, when David took another route though, because David was relief, David, Bruce, Brenda, he was relief, relieved because he knew what he was feeling on the inside. He knew that he was drawn to boyish type things. So when the news hit him, um, he was happy. He said, okay, now I can embrace who I really am. And they went, um, to revert back to, him being a a man a boy so they took they did surgery on his breast removed the breast implants or whatever they were um and they also added what he lost from the beginning um they added back they added that back on i have no idea how they did that but they did and he was able to, to get his hormones back to the degree of being a boy. So it was like throughout his high school years, he was able to be himself. And eventually he got, he found a wife, um, they got married <clears throat> and he started to have problems in his marriage and he ended up committing suicide as well. But before all of this happened, he told his story and his story got out about John Money and what John Money did to him and his brother and um it was just a sad story but he ended up committing suicide um two years after uh i believe he was divorced i don't know if they got divorced or not i feel like they did but it was he just took his life away the other brother um overdosed on some depressant pills um he took his life that way but this brother david he actually david bruce brenda he actually took a gun to his head and killed himself and this is all because this man john money was a messed up individual um and whoever gave them counsel to do this i know the parents probably thought it was the best thing to do because how can you recover from at such a young age 
seven months, if I'm not mistaken, that the little boy's personal area was just burnt pretty much completely off. How can he function like that? So they were basically saying, okay, let's just go ahead and just put, let's just fix this area and, and just turn him into a girl. And it's a sad thing because you can't do that. You can't do that. But I'm not judging them because I don't know what I would have done myself. I don't, I would hope that I wouldn't do that, but that's just a sad case. So, um, John, um, John Money thought he was successful or that he successfully proved through this experiment that uh, gender identity was a learned behavior. In my eyes, he only proved that you shouldn't tamper with the human body and soul in such a way. This was a uh, a tragedy. Unfortunately, people still follow his theories, placing a stamp of approval on what he presented throughout the years. So people have learned to agree with what this gentleman is saying under the guise of living free to be a transgender, um, to be a homosexual, to live the life that they desire to live. And um, it's a sad thing because it's been proven that the majority of the people who are in this community live a hard life they die early either they die early because they come up with a disease um, that kills them or they die early because their life has been taken by the hand of someone else or themselves it's a it's a life that people need to be aware of when you start to cut on your body and transform and transition some of the stuff you can't come back from and a lot of the transgender community is starting to come out more and say hey this is what happened to me it's like they're forerunners of this community and they're saying no don't don't do this i know that you think this is the best way because you don't like yourself you don't really know who you are, but don't take this route. There's a story that I'm going to follow up on. Um, and it's a gentleman that I believe he was a transgender at a young age. And a part of his arm, they did something to his skin. I don't know what they did, but he raised his arm up and said, this is what they did to me. And this is not right. And this, this other stuff that he spoke about and his heart was crying out to the interviewer basically saying this is not right this is not right they should not push this on little kids and this is exactly what is happening right now y'all and it's a sad thing because the enemy doesn't play fair the enemy does not play fair if you don't know who you are you're gonna fall for anything And it's really unfortunate because that means you're not strong enough to stand in your, in the truth. Some people have their truth and then there's God's truth. 
And it takes a long time for people to know who they are, you know, for some people, for a lot of people, to be honest with you. Um, It took me years and years and years. Sometimes I still can't hold a conversation with people because I don't know what how to interact with people, you know, but um, it's, it's, it's crazy because if you don't know who you are, the enemy's going to show you who you are, who who he wants you to be. And you're going to be like, okay, I'll, okay, I'll try it. And you go down a road that you should have never went on. You go down paths that you should never take. And all the while, your soul is being tormented. Your soul is out there to be hurt, bruised, injured, damaged, destroyed, totally just destructive and the enemy is winning because he knows you don't know who you are and it's the craziest thing because he doesn't play fair he's out the keeps for keeps so this is why I try to constantly give you the truth the way that I know it and the truth is you have an identity through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You have an identity through God the Father. And once you start to realize who you are, you start to be surprised your own self because you're like, oh, I never knew I had this. God starts to pull up your skills and he starts to show you the the talents that you have. And you're like, I never knew I was drawing, you know, or I was, you know, liking this and that and stuff like that. You know, um, you start to accept your talents and you start to embrace the truth and you start to realize, wow, I have value. Like I mean something. You do. You mean a whole lot to the Lord. You really do. And guess guess who knows that? The enemy. He wants to make sure you never know. He wants to make sure you will never find out the truth in your identity. I think a few weeks back within this um, series, I reminded you all that God told me that the enemy is out to steal, kill, and destroy, and still is to steal your identity, to kill your purpose, and to destroy your total being, your, your, your body from the inside out. That's his goal. So many people have fallen for the trap. And God weeps over the craziness that goes on because they don't have to follow the darkness. They don't have to be deceived. But because there is a desire that is different from what God would have them to follow, they rather follow their own desire than to stop and get the truth and be free. So y'all, go look up the story about David Heimer. David, again, is Brenda and Bruce. But um, look up John William Money and see if your mind don't go swoosh, like mine, just in circles. Because it's so much, and it's just like, where do you begin? He was an author. I don't know if I told you that. Yeah, he was an author. 
Um, he did all kinds of stuff. And um, he died in Maryland. Isn't that something? He died in Maryland. He was close to us. So God is real, y'all. He's on the throne and he is fighting for his people. You have to let God love you. You just have to let him love you. I've heard the phrase, let God love the hell out of you. And that's a real thing because part of us have one foot in hell and the other on ground, so to speak. And if that other foot goes into hell, it's hard to pull people up out of hell because the delusion and deception is real. It really takes the breaker anointing or the anointing and glory in the glory of God to bring people up from the pit into reality, into truth, to be set free from bondage. So y'all be blessed. We'll be back with more on the war of gender. I think I may want to talk about the pronouns next week. So I'll see y'all. Have a good weekend and be safe. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. I hope that you really took these things to heart. My wife has done a lot of research on this topic. And at this point in time, you really need to understand what the battle is all about when you're dealing with the war on gender. Remember, we love these people. We understand that they've been through some deep traumas. They need some deep deliverance. But most of all, they need the love of God. And they need us as the body of Christ to come through for them as shining stars of God's love to help them out of this lifestyle, to help them out of the deceptions and the lies that the enemy has placed in the path. Be blessed. We're committed to excellence and truth as we conduct spiritual overwatch for your soul. We're committed to bringing the whole gospel to you. Simple truths, given with intellectual integrity, far better than Fox News and CNN combined. Please feel free to contact us with questions, comments, concerns at ChristopherRadiantFire.org. Like us on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Amazon, Pandora, iHeartRadio and more. Until next time. That was your Overwatch, Einstein. You can thank him later.